This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. Hey, I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well... You're going to have to strap yourselves in for some movies, video games, comic books, TV talk. It's really pop culture. And this time we're talking about a special podcast that is new to podcast feeds as of a few months ago, but it's been out. And maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. We're going to have the creators right here on the show, along with one of the stars. Uh, I don't know if y'all are watching Our Flag Means Death. It's one of my favorite shows on TV. I think it's beautiful. It's hilarious it's all-inclusive and as a pirate show you know i have high standards because my favorite video game franchise lucasarts monkey island and i'm like whoa 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 you want to do pirates in comedy i got a pretty high bar there and it started when i was like what 12 and those games started coming out on like pc uh but our flag means death is fantastic and we have one of the stars right here to talk about the their involvement in Otter Space, which is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, among other things, we can't get away from the fact that uh, your uh, host right here is going to be moderating a panel of some of the people who directed, were involved in the wonderful, nostalgic movie uh, Homeward Bound. Yeah, that's getting a 30th anniversary. That's how old we are. If you remember Homeward Bound, we're playing it up here at the El Capitan here in Hollywood, and I'll be moderating a panel with some of the people involved in making that film, including my good friend Benj, who was in the movie, and he's on this show as well. And we'll be talking about Otter Space, which he's one of the co-creators of. There's lots to get to, so I'm just going to start you off. Uh, let's get to it. All right, Geekscapists, let's get right to it. Uh, so I want to give you a little bit of backstory on uh, how I know my good friend Benj Thal. Um, Geekscape might as well be Jockscape. You all know that I do these like runs and run in the hills, the ultra runs, and I run with a group at the Hollywood Bowl, and we do these exercise things. One of the people I met through that uh, free fitness group, I've known him for, I'd say, six years, is my good friend Benj Thal and Benj comes up to me one day and he's an editor. He does all sorts of stuff, but he's also a writer and creator. He's mainly writer and creator and he's got all these properties. And then people started whispering in our friends group and goes, you know, Benj was uh, the little kid in Homeward Bound. 
you remember Homeward Bound? And I was like, no, I was too busy playing Monkey Island in the early 90s. But of course, I know that Homeward Bound movie with the, with the animals and then the, uh, Michael J. Fox voicing a dog. And we've got Sally Field as a cat. The guy from Cocoon is in it. <laughs> and of course, Benj Thal uh, is the kid. And uh, as I started thinking about it and seeing Benj, I was like, oh, that is the kid from uh, Homeward Bound. And uh, he's a writer, editor, director. He's a multi-hyphenate. And he's here on Geekscape right now. Benj, finally, after listening to so many Geekscapes, here you are in Geekscape. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know, watching the opening there. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it live. You know, we got pirates, we got space, we got all the stuff we're going to talk about. That pretty much yeah. covers Geekscape. Like as I've said on the show before, and you all listening, um, it's about a mile wide and inch deep when it comes to Jonathan's topics. Like I, I know a lot of stuff, but very little about each and everything. Right? Like it's you know, I can talk to people about almost anything. I just they should be doing the heavy lifting when it comes to that. And you're doing the heavy lifting here. Um, I first met you as my friend, and then I knew you as the little kid in Homeward Bound. And Benj, I feel like we're going to go full circle as both friends and the little boy from Homeward Bound. I don't know where I'm going with this sentence. Uh, this Saturday at El Capitan, uh, you asked me to moderate this panel with uh, some of the people from the movie. Let's real quick just say who's going to be there, because I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be this Saturday uh, at the El Capitan 7 o'clock show. We've got um, the film is going to go up on screens the first time since 1993 in the same theater where it premiered originally. Um, and uh, the director, Dwayne Dunham, is going to be on board. Producer Jeffrey Chernoff is going to be out. Um, myself, uh, Robert Hayes, who, if you know, is the star of Airplane, Striker. Oh. Okay, then I'm in. Okay, yeah, got it. He played he played uh, the the dad in the film, and uh, Veronica Lauren Sawyer, who played my sister Hope, as well as Kevin Chevalier, is going to be there. He played young Jamie. So the whole family is sort of reuniting for the first time since uh, I think when we made the second movie, probably in 1996. Last time I've seen any of these folks, I heard um, that you were bringing a Ouija board so we could talk to the pets. That, can we can we talk to the dogs, animals? Is there any chance of that? You can talk to the cat. You can talk to the cat. Okay. <laughs> That's awful. I'm about to lose my moderating gig here. Be like, what are you doing? No, we're not having a pet seance to yeah, talk no. to the animals from home. You know what? That's a different show. Maybe we do that on Geekscape where we try and channel the animals from the movie. I mean, I listen, they were your friends for the summer of 92, 91 when you were filming that movie. I can't be insensitive. Yeah. We're not digging up, but we're not doing no pet cemetery on this show. Well, not again, but listen, you know, I, I have a dog now, so it's okay. You know, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm over, I'm over, I'm over the dogs. Okay. So what if I knew how we could do a little pet cemetery and get the, the animals there for this Saturday? Would you be into that? What could go uh, wrong with a little pet you cemetery? Know, you know, Abandonment issues, maybe. <laughs> let's get the kids. You know, you know. Uh, I actually we'll met be up the on the panel. We'll be up on the panel, and all of a sudden, we'll hear a bark in the back of the theater. Well, Jonathan, <laughs> did you go to that pet cemetery and do that thing we all told you not to do? Uh, Donna Michi, no, he's not in pet cemetery, but he feels like he would be in pet cemetery. Uh, it was actually um, Donna Michi was the voice of Shadow. Yeah, but yeah. he was not in pet cemetery. That was the older actor who. Was in the Munsters. I'm not going to get it. Uh, but Geeks gave us, feel free to yell at me uh, and be like, you lose all the nerd cred. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, your co creator on this podcast, we're going to talk about the Otter Space. Let's bring him in here. Maybe he can uh, talk more than me so that I'm not saying stupid shit. Uh, Andy, 
Andy Levine right, here. Pretty well there, Jonathan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's here and he co-created this script with you for the otters in outer space thing. And we'll talk about where that idea came from. But then when it came time to inhabit these things and bring them to life, to give them voice, we have our good friend Samba. I'm going for it. Shkuti. Oh, more. Oh, there's more. Right. More phlegm. It's more. more phlegm. <laughs> okay. okay. Here we go. Some. So, listen. Uh, Samba was born in the Saharan desert, and like, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. That's just a fact. That it's like, hey, this kid from Texas, he's not going to get this, but I'm going to try. Samba. Shkute. Shkute. Yes. I got to get some phlegm. No, you're just yeah. letting me off the hook. That's no, tough. it's it's Dutch. It's Dutch enough. It okay. sounds Dutch enough to me. Okay, so that's not the Mauritanian side. The Samba Dutch. is the Mauritanian name, and Schutte is the Dutch name. So half Dutch, half Mauritanian. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's go with that. And uh, Andrew, <laughs> let, let me pronounce your last name. Let's. I'm kidding. I live in LA. I can say Levine. Um right. Yeah, Levine. get I the like heck that. out of here, <laughs> Benjamin. I'll tell him to lay off. Uh, all right, that's enough silly gags from me. Um, tell me about this otter space thing because the first time I heard about it, um, was Benj saying, Hey, you know, podcasts, I wouldn't go that far, I would just say that I've been doing it since 2005, but that doesn't make me an expert, it just makes me someone who doesn't have anything else to do. <laughs> was, was was the iPod even out in 2005 or were you just doing it before I was just putting wave files on the internet <laughs> no uh, <laughs> well, the, the video iPod was actually out it was crazy I remember driving to LA in 2003 and having my iPod my 40 gig iPod brick full of songs and then the video iPod came out and that's what we'd do we'd do video po podcasts and put them up there uh, and you little suckers listening to this would suck them down and watch them and uh, I was doing video until like, I think 2010. And people were like, dude, nobody does video podcasts anymore <laughs> unless it's on YouTube. And I was like, what YouTube? That thing that only let you put 10 minutes up? And they're like, no. So, yes, I'm late on a we're lot of... We're full circle back on video yeah. here now. Yeah, so we're back on video. Um, tell me about Otter Space because y'all started this project as screenwriters, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. 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 Hmm. Andy, you want to... Yeah, we, so... We, we... I'll let you Samba, go. Samba, you tell us about, about it. Because these two guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Samba talk about it. No. Andy and I uh, are writers. You know, we've written a couple of scripts together and, and and projects. And this was one that, uh, you know, I think when it started, we were we were doing stuff in the kind of family horror space. And um, we wanted to write something uh, for Andy's got uh, a couple daughters, two daughters. And we were just kind of wanting to write, uh, you know, like a Pixar style animated movie. And... We went out and we were like, well, what animal hasn't really kind of had their due in that universe? And, and of course, uh, armadillos. Pretty popular. Armadillos. <laughs> oh, that, right, right. You're right. Sorry. Did y'all do, did y'all, I mean, he, he, I think Andy's being facetious, but like, were you trying, like, were you, did you think of armadillos as a Texan? That'd be cool, but <laughs> yeah. You thought about I mean, armadillos, they, but you're like, not uh, so cuddly. Not Let's so do cuddly. otters. They're like rats, like made out of a tank shell or something, right? <laughs> but <laughs> otters are also playful, right? Like that, you got to have that yeah. in a kids' movie. You can't have somebody like, you know, rough with a shell in a kids' movie unless that's what it's about, I guess. Um, sure. So y'all write this thing, and then, I mean, Ben, you come out of live action. You work in live action. Somebody, you work in live action. You all work in live action. 
why animation is that something that like actually gets made unless you're an animator unless you're a cartoonist like you kind of have a, a kind of hard barrier entry facing you when you write an animated film no well when we wrote it we wrote it because this is what we were passionate we were passionate about this this is what we wanted to write so i mean we didn't you know what that was an animation wasn't something that was gonna keep us back this is how we wanted to write it we couldn't do this live action obviously um, but this is what we wanted to write about. And when we thought of otters, we thought of otter space. And from the title, we just kind of wrote it from there. We thought the title, just a lame dad joke, became like this awesome script. So, How did you add substance to the lame dad joke? Because I'm guessing, like, yeah. considering it's a, pod, a feature-length script or, you know, full-length podcast series, uh, you can't just rely on, like, hey, isn't that funny? Like, yes. What kind of images or what some of, some of the sequence started coming to you that you fleshed the story around? I mean, I think one of the first things that we thought of in looking at otters is that people know they hold hands when they go to sleep. I didn't know that, no. You do now. (laughs) Uh, Otters hold hands so they don't drift away while they're sleeping and drift out to sea. Are you serious? That's amazing. Yep. It's pretty pretty awesome. So they sleep holding hands. And we thought, wow, this is like, okay, we've got a a two-hander here. We've got two, (laughs) you know, um, literally. And and. We thought that was one jumping point for the script. And the other was that otters are very playful. And so those were two things we decided we wanted to try and explore. And um, we kind of took that leap like, well, okay, each otter, if they if they have hold hands with another, they have what we call as a paw buddy. So there's like a whole paw buddy system. And what happens when that system breaks down if somebody doesn't want to be your paw buddy? So that was like the sort of jumping point for the movie. And of course, how, how, how do we get them to outer space? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, otters being playful, um, we thought, okay, we want to have these two characters, Cordy and Kip, um, who don't want to be paw buddies together. Um, Do like maybe the last one's they have for the team or something like that? Just, yeah, we, well, they... No, they just, we, we kind of thought they want, they have two different styles of play. Yeah. So each otter, like Cordy, is is very free form. She she goes with the flow, and Kip is all about the rules. And so that's where we started our character development from the story, having these two otters that, you know, have different ideas of what the proper way to play is. And I think, um, you know, kids, adults even can can get on with that concept. What was it always in space, or was this something that you were like, hey, Finding Nemo style, we can keep this in the ocean, we can say something about the natural world here on Earth, or you know what I mean? Like a lot of films, children's films, deal with the natural world here on Earth, right? And oh, or, yeah. or was the pun just like too good to pass up as a dad, Andy? <laughs> yeah, the pun was too good to pass up for sure. So we, we definitely wanted this to be a space thing. We're both sci fi geeks, we mm-hmm. love it. So I've always wanted to write sci-fi and this was just a great opportunity to do it. Um, it just, it really worked for this story we wanted to tell because we wanted to explore the different ways to play and the, each way is valid. You know, if you want to play, play Monopoly, some people just like to jump in and play. Some people like to read the rules first and establish what the rules are. So there's not going to be fighting later and they're both valid. And we thought, what if they, what if there's a society out there that doesn't play? It's kind of, They've lost the ability to play. They don't have play. So that's like an alien society. So that that's it works, you know, for, for the story we're telling thematically. So there's like a sense of up when you think about the, the animated future in space yeah. is what if there was a society that had lost some of the values 
that we share now and what are some of the lessons that you can bring back in it about well i know they're otters but what makes us human what makes us um social what makes us uh bonded to each other uh how did samba get uh get involved in this talk to me about that you were like hey it was gonna be water he does water on the show maybe it'd be good (laughs) well actually we samba and i worked together a couple years ago on a project for national geographic kids we did a pilot together and we always wanted to work together again and actually you were i think samba was shooting the first season of our flag means death when we started so i don't know who had him as a pirate first (laughs) is he a pirate in outer space (laughs) yes he is a Want to be pirate. Want to be want pirate. To be. I want to be starfish who who dreams of being a pirate. And so you're a bit of the troublemaker in some of this, or or you're like a band of pirates that uh, afoul, that these otters run afoul of. No, Sea Star is uh, very much wants to be left alone, and these otters are always in his space, <laughs> like in the ocean, in the ocean, in the waters, and he just wants to be done with otters he hates otters and so he finally finds a refuge where he can be at peace and then all of a sudden they get abducted to space and he's tagged along <laughs> oh because otters mess with starfish don't they yeah like they in the natural world like you see videos of otters messing with starfish yeah yeah absolutely they're, they're too playful for starfish starfish are meant to just be planted and live life in peace <laughs> and solitude and otters are not. <laughs> and so you were like, hey, listen, Benj, Benj hits you up and says, dude, I've been wanting to like, work with you. We're going to try this uh, script as an audio like example. We're going to put it out as a podcast, see what kind of audience we can put around it. Um, this pirate show ain't going anywhere. Like, come on, man. You'll be back in LA in no time. Can you do this voice? Is that what the phone call went? And he's like, this pirate thing? That's not going to happen, dude. Like, come play a pirate. Come play a starfish. Yeah, right, right. Who's this, Taika Waititi? He's like, who's uh, this guy? No. <laughs> who's this guy? Um, <laughs> no, yeah, like Ben said, we had met in 2013, I believe it was, and we did a pilot for Nat Geo Kids. And that was so much fun because I got to do a lot of voices for different characters. And um, we had stayed in touch since then. And then I met Andrew at one of uh, uh, Benj's, uh, I think it was uh, Darby's. Like, he does a thing. Or, he used to do a thing every year where, you know, it's the horse races and everyone wears a crazy hat. And I think that's where I met Andrew. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think Benj has been doing that for the last four or five years. <laughs> no. Knowing him. No. Because, um, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Have yeah. you been having a Derby, party with Derby? Me? I think it was Der- Derby. Derby, yeah. Derby. Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby. You're not there supposed we go. to talk about the party I'm not invited to on my show. <laughs> I mean, That's last year was rude. off the hook. It was. Oh, wow. oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. I think it was everyone from the Marvel Universe was there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Must the invite must have been lost in the mail, John. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, think all so the weird. people from the workout group were there, Jonathan. <laughs> no, I saw pictures on Facebook. Did you we check still your use Facebook? No, I, I am the spam. The spam. Hey, if it wasn't for spam, I wouldn't get any email, all right? So, yes, I checked the spam. Samba had done a bunch of voices on the, the pilot. We did some animation in that pilot, and he did a bunch of character voices, and, and it was just a lot of fun. So it was an easy call to make. I loved it. Uh, Yeah, I I love doing animation and then working with Ben. This was a perfect opportunity to do that and to play a starfish who wants to be a pirate. You know, Uh, that just just fit perfectly. Now, y'all are all three writers. Samba, you came up through 
comedy, you were doing stand-up, you're writing things, you're filming sketches, you're, you're filmmaking. Benj, mm -hmm. I'm very familiar with him. He does a lot of the same stuff. He, he makes projects. He makes proof of concepts. If he needs to film them, he'll film them. He'll cut them up. He does it. Andy, I'm guessing, is cut from the same cloth as Benj's partner. Um, how was the collaboration? Like, you two guys are writers, and you've written this script, and when you bring somebody creative like Samban, like, what do you invite? Like, what's the kind of conditions for saying, like, especially in VO or animation, like how strict were y'all with the ideas? Not very, <laughs> not very. Cause I mean, you have someone who's just, we had all of our actors, but especially someone like Samba, who's just, just a funny person, you know, just so funny. Uh -huh. you, you know, you let them, we, we did a table read and we, we just let them improv and go off. And most of the time they're funnier than we are. Let's be frank. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Ben Begley earlier, and he said those two jerks wouldn't let me do anything. Well, that's Ben. Well, yeah. That's Ben, yeah. Ben's like, been on the show. Ben do anything. I literally texted Ben earlier and said, hey, man, you want to drop in as a surprise? And he goes, uh, man, it's a no. Like, I, I can't believe those two guys. They didn't. I wanted to add an accent, and I was like, nah, I'm kidding. I'm being facetious. Ben uh, was not able to. His wife is in the series, too. Let's talk about some of the people who you got to be in the series, Ben. Uh, how many of the Nat Geo people did you blackmail into being in this thing? I'm kidding. Nah, none, none actually. Actually, no, that's not true. Rick Adams. Rick Adams. Very true. Rick Adams is someone I met all the way back when we were doing National Geographic stuff, and he plays Bo, the British-sounding alien that uh, that our two otters meet. They meet uh, two aliens in space. We, Rick, Rick and I have worked together on a bunch of writing stuff. He's a really creative guy. He's an amazing voiceover artist. And um, and also a television personality, and so he jumped on board to do it. Um, we've got um, Renee Dorian, who also produced with Andy and I and helped gather the cast. She's Ben Begley's uh, wife. Ben Begley did a role in it. Um, Renee plays Cordy, the main otter, and um, another actor, Casey Adler, who Andy and I have worked with in volunteer work with young storytellers, came and did Kip. We got um, through Renee. We got. Um, Carlos Elizraki. Um, did I say that right, Andy? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. More flow. <laughs> did I need a... All different <laughs> Latino <laughs> yeah. So Carlos is awesome. Carlos is the voice of Rocco for Rocco's Modern Life from Nickelodeon wow. TV shows. And he's awesome. He, he played a villain. And then um, we also got um, a, another actor from that I worked with on a short film many years ago who's in the show... Uh, he's in um, Young Sheldon. Of Young Sheldon. Um, ben, what happened to you happens to be on every geek's Does it? A, a little, like, oh, little... I know this. No, you don't. You watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like that, whatever thought that was, it's like flies away and you be on arm's length. You're like, uh, somebody help me out in the chat. Yeah, somebody um, help me out in the chat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so did y'all just throw one of those parties I wasn't invited to pull out the microphones and record this thing? What was the process of recording this thing because we've talked about doing narrative podcasts here on the network for a while and they just seem pretty laborious they sound like a lot of work when when y'all made the decision to take this feature script turn it into podcast episodes was this something that forced a reformatting of the story like what was that process andy of taking something that was supposed to be let's say a hundred page script and cutting yeah. it into bite-sized episodes and then recording it with a cast that's this size which is a pretty big cast well i mean cast wise you know this was during the pandemic so this was something that we recorded um pretty much separately in our own places you know including 
our narrator who, who you know does the most speaking arguably in the whole thing and played by uh, jennifer Riker, who uh for fans of black lightning uh they, she was dr awesome. helga jace she was dr helga jace for two seasons uh, you know that's cool on the cw show or yeah the cw is, show yeah. awesome yeah, so she had two seasons as like a really bad you know baddie um so yeah she was in she was in atlanta recording most of this so um so yeah, the, every, having everyone separately was kind of an interesting way to, to do this, but it worked out since we're doing recordings. I mean, look at us, we're doing this podcast and we're all in different locations. I just don't around like to shower. Yeah, I don't like to shower either. I used to do I'm this stuff in pants. person and yeah. there were too many complaints. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, pandemic? Fans, man, anyway, I'm kidding. That's insensitive. Yeah, no, and then, this is way easier. Yeah. And then screenplay wise, you know, we had a feature length screenplay and Benj and I decided that we're going to do this in 10 episodes and we just found natural breaks because when you write, you know, you write just not only in scenes, but in sequences. And there's certain sequences where like, if you, if any, are if people remember DVDs, how they were just kind of chapter breaks, those sure. are basically sequences. And we found like the 10 chapter breaks and it basically broke the uh, script up into 15 minute increments. So our episodes are about that length. Um, how long have y'all been working together as collaborators, screenwriters? Benj and I have known each other for 20 plus years. Yeah. Wow. yeah. 20, 25 years we've known each other. How'd y'all meet? But I think we started working seriously together about um, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, I think we true. all started working seriously seven or eight years ago, man. Come yeah. On. yeah I, mean, I don't know what I was <laughs> You just got to get clear of your 20s, and then you're like, oh, I guess I better get it together. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm out of my 30s now. I better start, I better make that plan my parents asked me about. Um, yeah. When did y'all, like, Ben, you, you grew up here in LA or wherever those those yeah. pets got away and went on that homeward bound journey where uh, you grew up here, right brother? I grew up here. Yeah. I grew up in thousand Oaks. I was born in New York. So okay. I lived there till I was like eight or nine years and, old. And Andy, you're local there. as well. No. Yeah. I'm out of Arizona. Okay. But y'all met like college. What, like, college. What are we yeah, college. Yeah. Okay. And then y'all are just collaborating already in college and you just kind of kept it we going. Did. That's oh. it. We, we did write, write a short screenplay in college together or a short film that never got made. And, Ben, do you want to talk about that? Oh, I want to see uh, yeah, that. We, we, uh, yeah, we had, um, it's very comic related. We had uh, written and developed a, a short film to be done in college based on Neil Gaiman's short film, or be, based on Neil Gaiman's short story. Uh-huh. And uh, we were about to do it in college. Uh, and then uh, when we got out of college, the rights became very expensive. So we weren't able to make that. But, but Neil Gaiman is... met us. Yeah. He was on board. He read it. He gave us notes. Yeah. Wait, amazing. get out of here. It was a really great experience to develop it in some way, but yeah. you know, it just kind of, you know, we weren't able to afford it at, you know, 22 years old. And no. <laughs> you know. Andy, that last bit that you said, yes, are you being that, silly? Or did, no, not because, because Neil, because I was about to say, like, Neil Gaiman seems like the kind of person that, like, a real heartfelt letter might convince yeah. him to be like, yeah, let's do this. Like, let's give it a shot. Benj is all heart, man. He's got, he's all the king of heartfelt. So well, I know that. Well, yeah. Neil was, aw- Neil was, to- Neil was awesome. Neil, Neil looked at our script and was, I think this was, you know, 20 years ago and, and he gave us some, some really good feedback and said, go with it. And, you know, we're going to do it as a student film where, you know, it wouldn't be, there's no, there's no financial incentive involved. So we weren't able, you know, when we graduated, we weren't able to continue that process, but, um, you know, he, it was great to, to, to get that, um, you know, endorsement from endorsement like one of the greatest and just writers like, working i mean it? i'm a i mean i'm oh, yeah. i grew up reading the sandman comics so it's it neil is a huge i've read almost everything he's done and and for him to just read a few pages that we wrote for a short film was like amazing but uh yeah so 
maybe someday some compilation film of his short story stories you know give us a call well Benj, yeah, it's we'll amazing that i've known you for <laughs> not as long as andy's known you but that story is fantastic and yeah neil was you, great you know what you've i never told neil. me that story it's fantastic <laughs> well i met neil at comic-con like 23 years ago just in a like a signing line i think you know and and just you know chatted him up briefly you get that a few seconds this was at comic-con before marvel was there before sure yeah you know when it was just a, a warehouse it was a with a bunch of people yeah with, you know comic book boxes and and i think that was like right when when he was doing uh the princess mononoke mm-hmm. right around that era because they added to know? that film like the the u.s release of princess mononoke has an additional couple sequence or two or pieces that that neil wrote yeah he wrote the, the there's a little the bit of an americanization for, for it and yeah. it's awesome and yeah, that would have been late nineties. Yeah. Probably. That's fantastic. Yeah. And you just went right up to him and like, hey man. This is <laughs> I mean, awesome. It took a few months. I wrote a I wrote a I wrote a letter. I got a postcard back, you know. That's so cool. On my wall somewhere. <laughs> I, that's a great story, man. And um I guess that's what you tell your friends when they come over to that party I'm not invited to, because that's a really cool does Neil go to the damn party? Neil Neil was at the party, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he always wins a hat contest. He always has the silliest yeah, hat. He always wins. Yeah. <laughs> Is it because I don't do drugs? <laughs> Is that what it is? Is I don't is it because I don't it's do cause drugs? It's because you didn't know it's you didn't know otters hold hands together. Yes. Yeah, that's really Is that, that what y'all do at this party? I love that Heidi are gonna and I are gonna go over to your party. It's like, you know they're swinging, right? And I'm like, What? <laughs> what no? <laughs> that's not my hand. Jonathan, put this on and stand in the corner. What? <laughs> No, I, I'm gonna break a leg if I climb into that contraption. Um, I'm not limber enough to go to your parties. <laughs> That's what it takes. Um, speaking of like swinging from ropes and stuff, you're in this pirate show, Samba. Um, <laughs> yeah. Y'all just filmed the second season. I got to tell you, I wasn't being, I wasn't lying what, what I said in the intro. I, I honestly had a little bit of hostility. I think everything Taika touches is gold. I love everything he touches. Awesome. Um, obviously, the vampire stuff from the movie to the show. And, Hunt, yeah. you know, I, I think Boy, Hunt for the Wilder People, those are just beautiful films. And uh, then I see these previews. And I love all the guys from what we do in the shadows. And, of course, um, you know, the, the the comedy series and the musical comedy series and yeah, Fly the Concords. But when I see this pirate show, something in me, and Geeks gave us know this from the beginning, is like... That should be a Monkey Island show. Are you all familiar with the Monkey Island video <laughs> games that LucasArts did like years ago? And they, there's a new one that I'm came out this past year. Yeah, the, yeah. the only T-Rons. reason I'm aware of it is because when the first teaser came out for our Flag Meets Death, uh, everyone was going on about Monkey Island and like, oh, this is like Monkey Island. It's about, you know, oh, there, uh, you can never take Monkey Island away from me. And our Flag Meets Death is never going to replace, you know. Uh, our, our love for pirates and uh, compared to Monkey Island, <laughs> compared to Monkey Island, and then that's that's I was like, what the heck is Monkey so, Island? So I'm aware of those damn nerds when Disney was making those pirates movies. I don't it's, know because I'll tell you, there's a I mean, there's a lot of similar DNA between those pirates movies and the, the, some of the set pieces of Monkey Island. Um, hmm. You know, where were they when when Chris Farley was or Chris Elliott was making Cabin Boy? Uh, the, the, tr- <laughs> the truth is, I think that there's room for both. And I honestly, and I'm not being facetious, I'm a hardcore. There's a shelf over here that's covered in Monkey Island stuff. I have Monkey Island stuff all over this office, and there's not a lot of merch made because it's it's not a. I mean, it's not like it was it's a not CD-ROM Mario game right? in 1995, right? Right. That- and so 
Um, I'm wow. watching this, and but I have to watch what Taika does. I have to because I think he is he's incredible. He's what he's he's incredible. So I so Heidi and I are just picking out what the next show is we're going to watch. We've all caught up on on the vampires, and we're like. <laughs> Let's watch our flag meets that. Let's go for it. And she loves Ray Starbies. Like she loves the whole Fly of the Concord's crew. I start watching this show. It becomes my favorite show very quickly. And it oh, and there's room for it with Mon- Monkey Island is fun. It's silly. It's it's really playful. And and I think Andy would love it because it has a lot of word humor. It has a lot of nice. silly humor like that. Uh, and the universe is pop culture kind of like like it references pop culture in the real world in a lot of ways our flag means death is different it's inclusive which i think is incredible i think the stuff that they do for representation on that show and inclusivity on that show and Mm -hmm. the guts they take with those relationships on that show i think you don't have to be marked or pronounce yourself as a progressive show like because sometimes that becomes the thing. Like now you're the progressive yeah. show. No, y'all are the right. pirate comedy yeah. with progressive themes that I think are fa- handled fantastically. And in in none of the jokes, none of the characters stop in order to put a message across or a story across. They're just beautifully woven, and it makes me hate right. Taika more. <laughs> because like, how the hell do all of you talented bastards make such a beautiful show? It's a beautiful show as much Thank as you. as much as it's a funny show. Yeah, no. Listen, uh, like Monkey Island, our flag means death. They can coexist. Uh, they, they can do. coexist. They, you know, I like love them oh, both. they can be otter hands. They can be paw buddies. Uh, <laughs> but no, it is it is one of those shows where it, the people just exist in this world, and we don't question, um, you know, their choices or anything like that. It's like no, or their labels. It's just that's what I loved about it. The writer creator David Jenkins, he just had a clear vision about. I don't want to make a show about trauma. I don't want to make a show about, you know, coming out. I don't want to show, just, these are people who are just trying to find family, trying to find out who they are. And then some of them fall in love, which, you know, would happen on pirate ships. You're together at sea for months on end without anything to do. So um, I, I really like appreciated that that's the direction they were going in. And of course it was like with comedy legends that I've always wanted to work with. I mean, you know, Reese Darby, Taika Waititi, and then all these guest stars that would come in, Fred Armisen, Leslie Jones, um, Will Arnett, you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, it was just keep coming. Every episode's the hit <laughs> coming. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah, not it was, a it was a lot of fun. No, thank you, man. It was a lot of fun to do like a lot of, a lot of laughing. And uh, that was season one, which we shot last year. And, Oh, sorry. No, we shot in tw- 2021. I'm, to- I'm so turned around. No, we just finished yeah. filming season two. You're filming on the other um, side of the planet, too. Y'all I just got back New from New Zealand, Zealand so I'm, yeah. a bit, I'm a bit disoriented. Yeah. It took me 15 uh, days to recover from going to Thailand for our honeymoon over the, yeah. over the new year. And right. It's, so it's so like I was there for four recovered. months. So I came back with an accent. It was really weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm back in L.A. now. But no, it was a lot of fun for shooting season two again with the same people and just getting back together again. It's like you become family, you know, and you come back and like people have to remind you to put more phlegm into it. Yeah, exactly. Like, my, no. my name is Samba Shoot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and while you're down there, they're obviously yeah. filming other projects with the with the the concord boys and this and that uh mm-hmm. do they ask you to come on a, some of the other projects and do a little cameos because it just feels like y'all are in a club now and the club I, I goes on tour did. the club does all these I fun know. things are you in the it's club? amazing 
I'm 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 friends with the club. I'm a member. Oh, you're in the. Uh, I'm a, I'm a member of the club, but I'm not like I didn't get to work on Time Bandits. If that's what you're asking, they were filming okay. Time Bandits there with uh, Jermaine Clement and some of the other people there. But that was in another city completely. It was in Wellington, and our schedule was like Auckland, and it was like San Francisco, LA. That's how big the distance was, and it was just not that's the entirety of New Zealand. <laughs> the north, the North Island, the North um, Island. Are they still filming that that uh the time bandits? Because like you can yeah. get back. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> play the dude with like the, the the giant. Remember that giant cow skull on his head? Play <laughs> that guy. You can go back and. Do oh, that's a hat. Bandits. That's a hat I wore at uh, one of Benj's parties. It was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yo, you uh, guys are doing some eyes wide <laughs> shut crap over your parties, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to this like. I'm not going to your dude. Your party. Somebody. I, he's like, I mean, oh no. The invites were already out. You don't. You don't have it. I'm the person who will end up dead at your party. <laughs> like he's not breathing. Shh, hurry up. Put him in the alley. Who here's got a car? Like you guys are. Gonna, yeah, I know how your party's gonna end up. Hey Jonathan, try this. What is it? I don't know. Feed me Drano. When y'all are ta- doing this, our flag means death stuff, Samba. Mm. And yeah, again, I'm not just saying this though because you're here. Because uh, Geekscape is your little code. When someone comes along Geekscape and I've seen their stuff that they're promoting, and uh, you'll know when I say, "Oh, I found this challenging." Yeah, let's talk more about it. Um, but no, I, I, I profoundly love this show and can't wait for season two. Uh, awesome. When y'all are just talking about these characters, being honest and being uh, true to themselves, but also being just misfits and outcasts, and like mm-hmm. you said, not having a home. And I find a lot of the parallels and stuff that like James Gunn did. In a lot of his stuff, um, mm. uh, because they, you both write about outcasts and the the, the, the stories. Um, when you hit up against something, is there any talk of "oh, we can't do that," or do y'all just say, "you know what, let's lean into like, that"? Like, like stunts wise, or, or no, actually some like of the story wise ideas, the uh, stories? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's such a world. It's such a like fantasy world, like. Uh, pirates have been around forever and and there's been so many different shows done like you know assassin's creed has done uh, black uh, black flags and then there was black sails and mm-hmm. um pirates of the caribbean so it's just such an open world that a lot of people fantasize about <laughs> it was it was like one of the most liberal times like in in society um there were no rules in fact uh pirates had their own codes of conduct as well like you know there were um official marriage ceremonies that you could have on on board uh called metalotage you had the republic of uh sorry um not the republic of pirates we call it the republic of pirates in our show but it was actually uh <laughs> nassau which was the island where they had a democracy with pirates and all the sure stuff. they Just probably like had a, a court and stuff like that they, yeah they had yeah. And, and 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 if someone is like if the crew wants to uh, mutiny against their captain there's a little trial that happens you know it's like it was very organized criminal activity at a time <laughs> where everyone could be liberal and so that's what's so fascinating about this time period is that there's no rules like that everyone could could create their own world as they wanted it to be and so i think with this show and especially what we're doing in season two uh there's less rules that we want to adhere to and um you'll see that back it's not trying to be whatever the word is progressive or uh, woke I heard being thrown around. It's not, it's none of that. It's just about what would these people do if they were stuck at sea and really wanted to find their home, be, you know, be in love, be the best version of themselves that they could be in a world where there were no rules um, without giving it any kind of specific labels. And that's what we're trying to do. I think that's what's so great about the show is that it's about 
positive it's a positive show it's not people yeah. being mean to each other like there's a lot no. of nihilism on tv and there's a lot of nihilism in fandom where it's like there's a lot of edgy stuff a lot of dark stuff and what i love about the show and i think like ted lasso is another example of this is yes like if it is it's ted lasso at sea someone called it <laughs> well yeah and, and and i'll tell you what when i was writing a pilot over the summer the two scripts um plus an, another show similar to ted lasso of course is uh scrubs Matt Kelly, who runs our network, gave me Scrubs as a pilot. He, that was a good suggestion. I said, "Yeah, I want to. I want to write something about people being nice, and and still feeling shortcomings, and still feeling like, hey, like, how do we get through this? Even though we're doing everything right and true to ourselves. And again, I can't wait for season two to come um, along. Awesome. And and it'll some be a nice positive boost. Do, yeah, do you guys have sure. a date? Do you guys have a date? For yeah, you have a date season for the season two. two? Uh, nothing's been announced yet. No, we just finished filming uh, in December, so they're in post production now. So I'm assuming, you know, it'll be a few months before we hear. Oh, here's a teaser. It's dropping whenever they announce it. So I hopefully, think, hopefully before, hopefully summer, like before summertime. I think the premiere, the premiere is going to be at uh, Benj's. Uh, yeah, I think I was going to say, yeah. Benj, oh. do you got to call the caterer in advance for like the, <laughs> the weird stuff? <laughs> Any, do y'all have anything with well tentacles? actually i mean i think samba's gonna bake something maybe right yeah yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna actually, i do samba, all the baking there, that's the menu is from there the more show. is there more baking is there any special baking in the uh, so this is a thing that just like went nuts like with season one is that there was an orange cake that was featured or talked about in the in one of the episodes and so for easter last year i had baked uh that orange cake it's called a 40 orange cake and i posted the photo and recipe online and the fans ate it up and more than 1,500 versions of this cake have been baked, and they all tag me in these photos. Holy so I've like, had to retweet and share all these photos. So it went viral. So everyone's asking me, like, what are we baking season two? I don't want to give it away, but I am saying that there's, there's, there's a couple of things that you can look forward to. When's the okay. book coming out of these recipes? Because they do that for all the shows, right? Like if, if, right. if prominent recipes are featured on the show, don't they just end up becoming like uh, Right, because you want to know how you eat jerk shark right, right shark, but like shark meat. but like don't, well, don't, pe mean, don't people do like the version of it don't people do like the funny version right. of this stuff well, or like the like, piracy okay. cuisine right you know the pirate right. cuisine i mean just no starfish yeah just no starfish no otters yeah you don't, uh, you don't have to be a no. poacher to make this stuff i think <laughs> well i think i I'm, I'm being honest i actually think that'd be a fun idea to do like you know, obviously you have to have substitutes, but having fun right. substitutes for some of these things and having yeah. our flag means death. Instead um, of grog, which is sea salt with mm -hmm. water that you drink, you, I don't know, find something else. Pour, and pour, pour, yeah, just, I mean, just, trust me, like, like some of these video, ga salt and the video gamers are like, I'd drink that. Some of the stuff these guys drink on some of their like marathon Twitch sessions, like they wish they'd be streaming. Right. I mean, they're like downing the what is it, the the Monster Energy drinks and stuff like that. Who knows what they're putting in that stuff? But oh, yeah. there comes a lawsuit. Uh, <laughs> I'm think about it. Talk to the people in charge. Make I'll, a I'll cookbook, a nice pirate themed cookbook from our flat. A music. pirate themed cookbook. Maybe yeah. have, like consult with some people about would this actually work as a dish with some of these alternatives to things that would be legally procured. I. I think that pirates had to be health conscious. I think they had to be health conscious. If I remember, like the episode where you guys did the, the, the scurvy, 40s. yeah, it was scurvy, right? You guys, yeah. had, I mean, yeah. that was a common problem with being right. at sea. You didn't have you're out of oranges. oranges. You're, you're out of oranges. You're out of vitamin C. You lose your teeth and yeah. uh, your nails. So yeah, that's actually happened in, in the, <laughs> the research diet. For yeah. um, so Sam, I was looking at your IMDb, and another name came up that's very comic book 
oriented and maybe Geekscape is this creator's not in the forefront of your thoughts, but he definitely was for me around 2000, 2001, 2002 because hmm. he created the red star, Christian Gossett. I've been on a show with Christian Gossett and you did a short film with Christian. Oh, right. Yeah. We did a short film during the pandemic. Did you That's know right. his geek origins with the red star? Because it was no. the big indie book from image coming at, like in 2000, 2001, 2002. And everybody talked about like the red star getting adapted to film, this oh and that. God. And like, christian christian's table at like conventions were swarmed oh that's amazing and i just knew he was an amazing animator and uh like an illustrator and uh he had this lovely concept for this this uh he wanted to direct this film that was written by my friend chris chris mcgann and it was during the pandemic and about lockdown and um yeah, it was just fun to work with him. And then I only found out later that he was doing all these things. So, yeah, <laughs> what he, a small I mean, world. Yeah, he does effects. And this, and I, I ran into him when I used to do a comic book show. And he, I don't know what ended up happening with this project. There, were, there was a Star Trek fan film. And then, like, obviously, Viacom, Paramount came in and were like, hey, don't make that. So they had to, like, change the name of the fan film into something that was like, oh, this isn't Star Trek. It's just like Star Trek. And he was going to direct it that he didn't. I think there was some drama over on that end, but I know I, that's how I met Chris. Wow. No way he would name me. He wouldn't recognize me from Adam. But uh, huge respect for Christian Gossett. And of course, I was a Red Star fan back in the day. And so when I saw you were involved in that project, is that short done or is it something that like has a bunch of effects? It's something animation. Uh, they just finished, I think, uh, it, they, I think they're submitting it to some different festivals. And it's like, uh, it's called I Love Kaiju. And yeah. It's about um nice. to people who meet online who have their first date online um during the pandemic and then uh the pandemic is not really a, a virus it's it's there's a giant godzilla monster <laughs> uh stomping around los angeles um and and so you just have to be careful when you go out because you never know where she could be. <laughs> <laughs> um well <laughs> i don't want to spoil it and geekscape so obviously we'll promote that when it comes out it'd be cool to have christian on the show to talk about it yeah my gosh that'd be a blast but um guys let's talk about this outer space again and geekscapists who are listening to this obviously you know how to work a podcast because it's in your ears right now uh use whatever podcatcher you're on right now to go and look for outer space what do you think the audience is for it and this has been out in the pod sphere for like a couple months now guys how's the reaction yeah. been and i think ben's the strategy was the script is here there's a barrier of entry and obviously it's very expensive to animation. Let's try it as a podcast, see who's into it, where it goes a couple months. You know, remember we were sitting down at coffee talking about it. Yeah, what, yeah. uh, what's been the feedback? How are you, how are y'all feeling about this project? I mean, it just keeps growing and getting more and more listeners. We're, we're really excited that like, you know, kids are finding it and kids are finding it in an organic way. Like, um, are you and advertising that, on Roblox? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> that's a good idea, Andy. Let's let's get on that. Nice. Um, we 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 haven't done too much advertising. We've done some social pushes from ourselves, and, and we we've experimented a little bit. But you know, we just wanted to get it out there into ears and and see what would happen. And the response so far has been great. Like there there have been a couple kids that uh, Andy's run into it at his, at his daughter's school, of, like listen to it on repeat. You know, which yeah. are like great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but if you listen to the whole thing, what's the runtime on the entire thing? Like, if if there's a person listening right now, they got kids, they're going to check out the Otter Space. Like, the investment is what, like an hour and a half, two hours? It's a full. The full program is about two and a half hours. Perfect. Each episode's ten to fifteen minutes. The first episode's a little longer to get you into the story. But it's a ride um, to school if a parent wants to throw this a, on. Yes, absolutely. That's what this is perfect for. Is for for ride to school or just if you know your kids are going to bed 
or if you, they just need some non-screen time entertainment. Um, yeah. This is perfect for that. And, you know, there's not a ton of kids content out there in the, in the pods, pods, potosphere or whatever. I blew it on this show. I'm definitely. And there, three words you know, there's not a lot of narrative stuff that's really good. And so when, you know, I come from an editing background, I, I do movie trailers and I do movies and I edit and do sound design. So for us to put this thing together, it was kind of a no brainer. We just decided like, well, we can make this thing. And we, we got everybody to record and, and put this thing together in a couple months. And now the, you know, having a full sound we have these wonderful composers samantha vandersleuth and riley hughes who did our our all original score so you get an original score with it you're getting all the talent that that's on board i, I forgot to mention one of our our big baddie in the in the program is lance barber who's on young sheldon and he's an actor that i've worked with before on a short film that i directed and he he came and was our big you know he's the big bad guy in the in the pro program but He's not very big. <laughs> he sound, he just has to sound to, big. He just has to sound it. But you know, but, everybody dude, came acting, and, dude. I mean, I am, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, yeah, can yeah. I just call you up and be like, "Yo, let's see how you." Yeah, like sure. It. I mean, I, I I think I do a few voices in outer space. If you listen what? carefully, you it's know, like your party. Uh, <laughs> like you invited everybody to be a part of it, but me. You know, <laughs> maybe if there's a sequel, we'll we'll see if we can get you, you uh, to play an otter. No, you know, but you Ben Begley is gonna might be available, so you know. Yeah, no, you want Ben? I love Ben. I'll, I'll say this I too about ben. the audience. About the audience, while it's intended for children, we wrote it so that adults would love it too, especially adults who are geeks. I mean, there's a lot of sci-fi references in here. Um, I mean, off 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 the cuff. I mean, I think there's a reference to SETI Alpha Five. So if you're a Star Trek fan, you know what that is. Um, but things like that are popping up there. That'll make like the adults be like, oh, that's a joke for me. And my kid's not going to get it. Because when I'm watching stuff with my kids or listening to something with my kids, I want to be interested in it too. So we can bond and relate and talk about it, you know, afterwards. And this is for the sci-fi parent. This is like a, a primer, a primer for, for ki get your kids like, into sci-fi. You know, they can listen to this and then you can bring them into Star Wars and Star Trek and, Back to the Future and all the, all the awesome stuff. It's all cool now. Like my yeah. godson's mother's hit me up one Christmas, and the kid was like still four, five, or six, and and they're like, "Hey, Jonathan, we know what Godzilla is, but he wants a Gamera for Christmas." Oh, it was nice. it was like one of the <laughs> proudest moments of my entire life, knowing that like I was nice. his main male influence yeah. in his life, and that he wanted like a deep cut like Gamera. Nice. Was like whoa, whoa! Just, Not even Mothra. No, I pulled the car over and just started crying. I was like, this is, this is the proudest moment of my life. This is amazing. I've socially stunted this child at five uh, to oh a gosh. place that I didn't achieve until college. Um, <laughs> you can pull up. No, but it, it, it's, it's been fun to hear some feedback like uh, what, uh, from what we shared like on Twitter and Instagram. Just some people who've checked out the podcast who have kids. And you could tell that both the parents and the children both enjoyed it, uh, listening to it. Um, they were telling us that their kids were really using their imagination and that it just helped them like start to draw some of the things that they would hear. Oh, and, that'd be amazing. And, and yeah. And that the parents themselves were like really enjoying it and, and listening to it over and over again. So like Andrew says, it's amazing that, you know, yeah, you, you target children, but at the same time, because of these little nuggets that are sprinkled all over, it's like, yeah, parents can enjoy it too, for sure. Do you all share the fan art? Like, is that something y'all could do? Like, like a fan art, maybe not a fan art Friday. 
Well, you don't want to you don't want to set kids a, you don't want to set kids against each other. Like you don't want to do like a fan art competition. But <laughs> like, I mean, that, but obviously on Instagram <laughs> you can showcase some of these some of these future artists. And we have we have done that, and and there's more to come. You know, we're 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 replete with content. So we do have a, fi- a fan art Friday that we a hashtag that we do use and have used. So people yeah. just take my face and put it on posters to embarrass me. it's not good but uh with this kind of response um any chance that the circle closes and we find ourselves back in uh a visually narrative um sort of format like a like a cartoon series or a film like is that something that this podcast has started maybe generate that's That's the hope hope. that's yeah 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 just get one of these kids to like draw it they're already drawing it for free. Yeah. <laughs> just, y'all heard of this AI thing? Yeah, we just get the steals, AI to steals from, animate steals it, load from it artists. in. And... Yeah, just like take some of these kids' drawings and like load it in and be like, here's the script. Give us one of these. I mean, we we had a lot of um, interest from, you know, studios and stuff on our original script. And, you know, we hit that barrier that a lot of people hit. It's not IP. It's not based on something. And we actually considered to maybe make it a comic. Should we make it um, a graphic novel? Should we put it as a book? And just with the resources we had, and we wanted to get it as quickly to people as possible. And sort of as a test run, this podcast became something that, you know, as a showreel, like you said, like we could give it to someone and maybe do a test from just the audio that we have um, and see how it works with animation. Animation takes a lot of time, but that's changing now. You know, there's mocap animation, there's um, studios that are doing, um, you know, AI animation, like you said, there's there's that op- option. But we're so we scared we of that kind stuff. Of... <laughs> we talked about it last week on the show, Geekscape. It was Tom Merritt and I talked about the AI and the Is there a chat? Is there a chat GPT of animation where we can say, like, hey, <laughs> an- animate my movie, here's the script? <laughs> uh, come back in a few years and kill yeah. humanity. But I think um... we in, in in creating it though, we I think we tried to hit some of the same points you would hit in a animated film and, and the feels and the moments and the and to give it space, it's it's um, not wall to wall talking, and um, so we tried to make it have a sense where, you know, you'd have these visuals that you could imagine. And I think for me, creating it, that was a, you know, it, that next step to an animated film wouldn't be so difficult. When you do an animated film, that's the process anyway. You record either your main actors or you record temp actors, and you you record a, a sound bed and then storyboard from that and then you make fixes so in a sense we kind of have that we're we're past the starting line so if there's any studios out there that are interested in otters we've got a tail you know <laughs> I, actually I think sambo will come back to bc star well, <laughs> and, and obviously because y'all now put this one down your imaginations are probably expanding on the universe and you're thinking oh what about a spin-off story just about samba's character this and that that would make a good comic book or this and that like a short animation armadillos and this and that like yeah let's bring in the armadillos um geekscape is obviously what i want y'all to do is i want y'all to go and find otter space on whatever podcast app you're using right now to listen to my voice and share it with your friends uh especially share it with your friends and families again like andy said you don't have to be a kid to enjoy it this is made for people our age uh internally and externally we're two different ages but both those ages absolutely they'll both enjoy it um so go out and check out otter space and geeks gave us if you, again if you're in la uh let's let's plug it one more time benj and i are going to be on the stage at el capitan this saturday talking about homeward bound 
or actually that's the first time i met benj uh watching homeward bound as a kid in ethiopia on a on a stuff it was not a original vhs tape let me put it that way it was, it was... <laughs> pirates uh, you've been a pirate I think somebody life, damn it i think somebody stood up and went to the bathroom after watching actor. the movie yeah <laughs> But I remember, I remember watching Homeward in Ethiopia on a tape that was not an original VHS tape, and that's when I first met Benj. Samba, you're being for real. That's oh. amazing. That, you've never told him. me that, Samba. You know, that's, that's true. awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, Have you met Neil Gaiman too and didn't want to tell me? <laughs> at the party, he was at the party. Uh, what's What's great is Benj is texting me about the putting together of this 30th anniversary screening, and I'm really excited about it. Um, some of the people that you're telling me, similar to Samba, who have been fans of this movie that you're discovering are fans. Pretty some pretty amazing names. And I don't know if you want to release them here, but some of them are great. Now Samba being one of them. Um, do you want to talk about it here? Or maybe we can use I them mean, later we on. We can talk about it here. I mean, uh, I mean I mean, Jonathan Majors is a big fan of the <laughs> movie. Kang the Conqueror. He said so uh online, which is wonderful. Uh, you know, um, it's wonderful to hear that the film to this day still affects people from when they were kids, you know, that they have really fond memories of the film. Um, it's going to be great night on Saturday. I hope you all can come. Tickets are uh, available now on the El Capitan website, Fandango, 7 PM screening. Um, and we outsold avatar too. Uh, maybe. True story. Maybe. Well, uh, maybe. I'll tell you this. They put that avatar two on that screen all week and then they pulled it off just to show a little movie called Homer Bound. So what does that tell you, Geekscapist? What does that tell you, all right? All right. And if, if, company, if you go... Avatar 2 is tight, by the way. Loved if it. you go, though, there's going to be a thousand Angelinos all sharing a really ugly, good cry, at, you know, in that <laughs> right. Homer Bound. I re- you cannot cry during Homer Bound. It'll be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, uh, we've, got some, we've got some surprises in store, Jonathan. That, okay. You know, we'll be at the at the panel. I'm and am working and, on my Ouija skills. You know, what's going to be amazing, we're going to have the original animal trainers there, which is really cool to talk about how they captured this movie in a time before any CGI. There's no effects in the movie. It's all shot natural. One of the most amazing things on this film that you'll hear about at screening a little more from the filmmakers is when we were shooting the film, we wrapped out all the humans, we wrapped out all the people. And then the filmmakers, there was about 20 of them and the animals all went into the middle of the uh, Oregon wilderness on horseback, loading all the cameras in the film way off the grid. This is before cell phones and went out there for two weeks and shot this incredible footage with these animals. So what you're seeing is, is real. The interactions between the animals is real. The, you know, the voices coming from their heads is real. Um, but, the, the kids um, are cgi yes <laughs> yeah early yes i was in a mocap early, suit early, yeah, early pixar suit. Yeah. um all right let's wrap up because i know samba's gotta go y'all gotta go and geeks gave us maybe one day we're gonna people will be talking with the same reverence for otter space the film along with uh how they speak about uh, homer bound but the only way to do it is if y'all go out there and download it and share it with your friends and get the word out there um guys loved having y'all on geekscape Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, Ben. It was a long time coming, Benj. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Ben. It was a pleasure, man. Thank you. Uh, best place to find Otter Space is there a website? There is. There's what? Uh, there is. Uh, there's otterspacepodcast.com. But uh, but uh, you're you're best off just, just searching for it, Spotify, iTunes, the usual. You know, it's there. 
So perfect. Geekscape yeah. is in order to find us. Just search for Geekscape. You'll find us. Uh, we're going to be back next week. We'll be talking some heavy comics next week. So if you're a big comic book fan, uh, check it out. If you're not a big comic book fan, you know, the conversations are fun and we'll probably end up talking about movies and TV and all that other stuff we talk about too. So, uh, share it with your friends, leave us a five star review and a little a couple words there. And that really helps us out. And you'll hear from us next week. Geekscape forever. Don't hate create over and out. Thanks guys. Peace everybody. See ya. Thanks Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.